Hello, and welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about building a brand and building trust. Let me take a few moments to talk about our guest today. Melissa Forziat is a Southern California-based marketer, speaker, consultant, and author. She teaches small businesses how to market on a budget and helps them execute their marketing strategies, in addition to working with business organizations to train their trainers. She offers keynotes, presentations, workshops, and webinars. And her national and international speaking schedule has taken her as far as New Zealand. To date, she has delivered over 180 workshops and webinars to thousands of attendees. Before starting, before starting Melissa Forzi at Events and Marketing, Melissa's career involved roles with the Olympic Winter Games, Rugby World Cup, and the U.S. Olympic Committee. In addition, Melissa is the author of the free ebook entitled Small Business Marketing on a Budget. So let's dive right in. So, Melissa, we know that for many businesses, first of all, welcome to Thank the podcast. You. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So for many businesses, this is such a challenge because building a brand, we know, is the result of a long organic process, right? And, you know, with the right intentions from developing the right concept to creating your own logo, you can jumpstart your brand. Um, so let's dive into how you can build your brand in just a, in just some you know simple steps. So let's start out with these questions first. So tell us what exactly is a brand? I, I guess that's an important place to start, right? And I think that well, we often confuse brand and branding. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I, I think I'm just going to create a logo and then I'll have a brand. But I think the best way to understand what a brand is to think about the personality of a person, you know, your your brand is basically the personality of your business. Now, it may be that a business owner is a solopreneur. They're working by themselves and it feels like they are their business. And so their personality equals their business's personality. That's not necessarily the case. Uh, you may make different decisions in your business than you would make for yourself. And if you've got more than one person in the business, it's especially important that everybody be on the same page, especially everybody who's customer facing. So I really think of a brand as being, how are you going to show up to people? You know, when not just in your marketing, but in how you're going to carry out your business day in and day out when they see you in whatever form they see you, however you're facing that customer, they need to kind of have an understanding of what it's going to be like to do business with you. And so how you're doing what you're doing is really all folded into this idea of brand. Excellent answer. You know, and I think you touched on something really great. You said making sure that everyone on the team knows your brand and is on one accord. That is so important. I think it's so valuable to have that in mind because sometimes, you know, when, when people come to me and they're talking about it, sometimes they're thinking, oh, I wish I could just 
outsource this piece of my marketing or delegate this piece of my marketing, but is it really possible for somebody else to know your voice? I get that question a lot from a place of fear because people are afraid if they try to delegate, their business is going to lose something. And I often ask them, well, do you know what your business's voice is? And they have a hard time articulating that. It just is how they write, you know? So it's something that I'll say to them, okay, well, why don't you sit down and come up with some language to explain how your business sounds and what it, what it does and what your values are. And then you can potentially explain that to somebody else so they can replicate it. And so having those conversations when you've got more than one person on the team is absolutely critical because you don't want everybody to show up representing your brand totally differently. That's right. And, you know, it's really important too to even practice in front of a mirror, write down your values, like you said, and practice how you communicate what your values are by looking in the mirror and just talking. Um, So that's really, really important. So tell us, Melissa, why does having a brand matter? Well, having a brand matters because most of us have competitors and most of us have uh, others in our industry who are doing something similar to what we're doing, if not exactly the same thing. And in this marketplace, consumers have so many choices, typically. And even if even if you're the only person in your industry, it's still part of the process for a customer to decide that they trust you, that they know you, that they want to do business with you, especially for small businesses where they really, you don't have a whole national name brand and recognizable logo behind you for people to just automatically have an impression. They have to build an impression of you and decide what you, what would this experience be for me if I buy your product or service? And people need validation when they're making those choices. You know, we, we see it all the time. It's why people ask for reviews. It's why, you know, people look for testimonials. It's why people look for volumes of reviews and testimonials, because they want to know what they're getting into before they get into it. So, you know, having a brand matters because we need to prove who we are to people to help them decide that they want to buy whatever it is we're selling. And the quicker you can help them to realize what it is they're getting, the more likely you're going to make those sales that you're looking for. So it's not just a nice to have idea like, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if I knew what my brand was? It really is helping the customer to make their choices. And, you know, I've had folks come to me and say, entrepreneurs come to me to say and say, I have a logo. I've got my brand. I'm good to go. I'll just go ahead and now market on social media. But really, Melissa, it's about building relationships first. And you touched on that. Anybody can build a brand. Anybody can have a logo. But if you don't build those relationships first, it's not going to be effective. So how do you gain trust? Well, and I think I like that you made that point because... I think it is a bit backwards to come up with a logo before you figured out who you are, you know, the, or who your business is, I I think, but I think that's how a lot of people do it. And they do make the assumption that, okay, I've got the logo now. I know exactly what my business is and everybody will understand it. And I often find that, so, you know, logo is part of the branding, you know, the, all the, all the trappings that go around the, the look and feel of the business, you could you could put that into branding that represents what your brand actually is. But if you don't know what your brand is, how do you know that your logo is right? 
um, you know, if, if I'm ever working with somebody and they're thinking about having a logo created, we'll actually go through a series of questions first to say, okay, well, why don't you communicate some of these things to your graphic designer or whoever's going to be working on it so that they have a place to start from? Give us a sense of what this business is. And the chances are the logo is going to be a little bit more accurate. You know, so it's, it's so important to, you know, how do you know how to represent who you are if you haven't actually assessed who you are? Yet. So I think it's the same thing with your business. You know, how, how would you come up with all the look and feel of your brand if you're not actually sure who you are yet as a business? Um, you know, if you can sit down and start putting some language to that and start thinking it through, then it'll help you get more accurate when it comes time to creating logos and websites and all those other things that, you know, slide decks, whatever it is you're using all day long. Right. So defining your brand is, is key. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what happens now, Melissa, you've you've defined your brand, you've got your values, you you know how you're going to present to your team what your brand is to get them to buy into what your values are, right, in your brand. So what happens now when you have a team? Where do you go from there? I mean, do they have their own brands as well? How do you talk to your team? to make them come together and be cohesive in serving the same purpose that your brand portrays? It's a good question. Well, one of the things I'll do is, you know, even if you're by yourself, one of the things I'll do is, you know, really work with a business owner on what kind of tone of voice do you want to have? What kind of value system do you want to have? Um, you know, with something like that, it's not just about saying you want to be punctual. It's like, will you actually be punctual, punctual, you know, because that'll speak for itself to some degree. So there are certain things that you can start figuring out what your brand is really about. I'll often work with people on brand statements as well and say, who are the different audiences you're trying to reach and how, how are you going to show up and serve them? You know, what's in it for them with these customers? And you'll often find that by separating out the different target markets, you might think, you might realize like, okay, I'm going to show up a little differently to each of these, but what's the overarching hook that's true of my brand across all of them. So those are a few exercises I would do with somebody. And if there's a team of people that need to be part of that decision, I'll bring the team into it. It's especially easy to get teams looking over words of uh, like tone words or values words and make their own choices about what they think the brand represents and then have them compare notes. I find that really an interesting process because it helps crystallize. Well, this is these are the impressions we all had coming in and you can find places where there's agreement and the places where there's agreement, that's probably pretty close to what the brand is. And you want people to cement that in their heads so that that's sort of at the forefront for them when they're dealing with customers. So I would make teammates part of that exercise. If you hire somebody after that work has been done, show them, show, you know, make that part of their training, give them, it's, it's not hard to give them a one pager with some tone words and some value words and some brand statements or whatever else you've come up with for what the business means. So that part of their onboarding is knowing who your business is. Okay. That's great. I love that. So explain to me a little bit more about your brand statements and and what exactly is that? Because I know for some entrepreneurs that may be a new term for them. 
Yeah. And if you were to look up brand statements online, you'd probably see a lot of different formats. I use one that's pretty lengthy and it really helps explain what your business is, who it serves and how it helps those people. So the format I use actually goes into a fair amount of additional prompting in terms of like, well, what's really in it for them? Because a lot of times, you know, business owners will say, well, I sell makeup. It's like, okay, but what is why is the person buying the makeup? Like, yeah, that's what you're selling, but are you also selling something else beyond that about how they feel about themselves or, you know, how they feel about the world? So often there are many levels of why somebody wants what you sell and it's the other levels, the non-obvious levels that we market. So, you know, being able to work that out and say, okay, here's what I offer, but specifically they're actually looking for this. And you will find sometimes that if you break that down for different target markets within your audience, because a lot of us have more than one, there might be subtle differences between what they're looking for. And you can discover that by sort of pulling it apart and really looking at what each type of person wants. It helps you be more specific in the conversations with them as well, because then you end up selling them the right thing and not just whatever. That's a great point. That's a very, very good point. So what happens then when your team is not really cohesive? Well, that's that would be a tricky place to be, right? I mean, I think having the conversation, first of all, if the team isn't cohesive, have you had the conversation? Because a lot of times people say, oh, I don't feel like we're on the same page. But the question is, have you done anything to try to get on the same page? So if, if you haven't, have everybody sit in a room and start working through a few team building exercises together to see if you can, you can get some shared knowledge and shared experience and, and agreement of what the business is. And if that's talking about your favorite customers and trying to turn that into, okay, well, is that a target market? Is if that's, if that's talking about some of these brand elements, great. I mean, those are things that are core to the business that can really help you figure out what the next steps are. If you've done all that work though, and you're still not getting agreement, then you might need to start looking at, do you have the right team? Is there is what you think your business is and what your business actually is not in alignment. I think that's where important questions need to start being addressed around what's the piece of this that needs to be adjusted. So there is alignment because if you don't have it, your customers will feel that there will be uncertainty in what you're communicating to them, or you'll communicate something with certainty and then they get something very different once they actually start working with you or buying something from you. And that's never a good outcome because then they feel like they've been sold something other than what they were marketed. So it's, it really does uh, mean a lot to your customer to have that consistency between what you're saying you are and what you actually are. And at the end of the day, that's why we do this. We want to make sure that we're being forthright with them, that we're being consistent. And if they have a good experience with what you actually marketed, they're much more likely to talk about it with the other people in their lives. That's right. And I also want to bring up this point too. Having weekly team meetings is very, very important to keeping your team in alignment, not just having a meeting when issues arise. That's, I think that's one of the worst things that you can do is just to meet periodically when something comes up. You always want to keep your team in alignment. 
thank you, Melissa, too, for bringing uh, that up. Are there any common misconceptions that businesses tend to have about creating their brand that you've seen? Yeah, one of the things that I see is sometimes business owners or whoever's marketing the business, they'll have a good message and then they'll want to switch it up because they feel like, ah, people have heard me say this. Aren't they getting bored? And it's, that's really not the case at all. Nobody is thinking about your business anywhere near as much as you are. So the amount of time you spend pouring over a message, they might've consumed that. in if they even saw it, they might've consumed it in two seconds and it might not have registered for them. It might not be in their long-term memory. And it, and at the end of the day, it this was something you spent a lot of time with, but they really didn't. So for me, good marketing is about creating patterns in people's heads. And we do that through consistency. So if you've got a message, I mean, sure, you're, you know, if you've got a, if you've got a brand, you're, you're, you might have different sales, you might have different themes that you have campaigns for, that's okay. But at the end of the day, people need to see that you're still who you are. And if it looks like they can never really tell what your business is, that's going to be really hard for them to hook onto. But if they understand whatever you're talking about today, this is still the core of who you are. They're much more likely to get invested in that and want to pay attention to what you're saying. So if you, if you have really done the work to figure out what your brand is, or if your team has done the work to figure out what your brand is, don't throw that away just because you feel like it's getting boring to people. They honestly probably haven't even registered it that much. And by, by staying consistent, you're giving them a chance to remember who you are and maybe even helping them give that word of mouth to the next person. That's right. And being repetitive is also key. Being repetitive with your brand, with your logo, with your tagline is very, very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. What? I mean, it's why jingles get caught in our head, you know, like that's right. that's it's, exactly it's stuff right. where it's like, you can see the product of other businesses doing a good job with marketing and think about, you know, those times when people, when, when like slogans get caught into everyday life or, or, you know, the jingles from commercials get in your head. It's like, that was great marketing that got hooked into your brain. And you don't see those companies just saying, okay, people got that jingle. Let's pick a new one for next time. No, they use it over and over and over, but for a reason, because they want people to really cement that pattern in their brains. You are absolutely right. And when you, to just reiterate that, when you hear a great jingle, you don't forget it. It's just there. And you're right. Companies keep that, that, that jingle for a long, long time. And it just resonate, resonates really well in our mind. And it reminds us of that company. So what is something, Melissa, that someone can do to strengthen their brand further? We've got the jingle, we've got um, the logos, the taglines. How can we strengthen that from there? Well, uh, and to be fair, not everybody has a jingle. I find that typically that'll often come from like larger companies that right. have more, you know, TV commercials or whatever else they have going on. But I would say, you know, one of the things that, is once you know who your business is and you figured out what that brand is, 
that's a really playful time for your business to be able to find other businesses that mesh with that. A lot of, well, one of my favorite types of marketing to talk about with business owners is partnership marketing. And it's just the idea. It's not, it's not about getting into legal agreements. It's really just saying, we're going to support each other. We're going to help boost each other's voice however we can, uh, whether that be through verbal referrals or because you're shouting each other out in newsletter features or whatever options are available to you. But I think it's so valuable to find other businesses that seem to mesh with how you do business, the types of audiences that you're serving, and see if there are ways to support each other. And your messages can reinforce each other as well. But it would be hard to find good allies like that if you haven't really sat down and thought about the core of who you are, because then how do you know that another business really meshes? You want to make sure there's some amount of alignment between you and any other businesses that you collaborate with. But if you can find that alignment, it is an advantage that so many of us small business owners have that we're as nimble as we are to be able to make choices like this, like, oh, I love what this business is doing and who they're serving. And I want to collaborate with them. You can make that choice in a moment as a business owner where a larger corporation, for example, would have a lot more red tape to get through to figure out how to make that partnership work. For you, it's just about really looking for allies and and collaborators out there in the world to help you get your message out to more people. It's some, it's an option that pretty much every business has access to. It's just who are the right partners for you to help you band together and help you all, you know, build your businesses a little bit more. So that's something that I would look at. But the first step of that, of course, really is like sitting down and making sure you know who you are so that you can also communicate that to the the person that you're talking to and trying to collaborate with. If you, if you all know you're on the same page, it's a lot easier come, to come to some sort of an arrangement. Building those relationships is so key. And it's not just, you know, when you collaborate with another business, it's not a competition. It really should not be. And like you said, it's just reinforcing each other. Well, and I think that this podcast is a perfect example of that. You know, you're representing virtual ingenuity. I'm representing Melissa Forzi at Events and Marketing. And this conversation wouldn't work if you asked me questions and I was giving you answers that were not related to how you want to talk to the people you're talking to, right? So you, it's there is a already a model happening right here on this podcast, I think, for people to understand what a partnership looks like and what knowing your brand looks like. Because you as a listener would really feel it if there was a mismatch here, you know, in this conversation and it would be uncomfortable. Well, in, you know, in the world of sales, that equals not getting a sale. So this is, that's why it's so important. You know, it's a conversation like this is perhaps more long form than a lot of the marketing that you see, but this is still the essence of it. This sort of knowing who you are and finding the others who can mesh with that. And a lot of times too, Melissa, I've seen entrepreneurs, they may have an immediate goal and they will get with someone, a former relationship with someone, another business specifically just in that moment. But that to me, that's really not the way to conduct a good business and create a lasting relationship. We need to look at all collaborations as a long-term relationship. It may not be a long-term relationship, but there's got to be some kind of fit there that would make it into a long-term, you know, relationship or collaboration. Wouldn't you agree? 
I would agree. And I think, well, and I think that's part of what happens a lot of times with small business owners when they don't have a strategy. Um, it's, you often look at the shiny object in front of you. And a lot of times in marketing, that's a campaign. They'll think, oh, okay, I'm going to do this this month. And then I'll say, okay, well, then what happens after that? And a lot of times people are planning something completely different, completely, you know, it has nothing to do with the first thing they executed. And they'll be doing that two months later. And I'll be thinking, did you really squeeze every last drop out of what you built that first time around? And usually the answer is no. So I think having a strategy is so important to being able to really be more efficient and effective with the time that you're spending, especially in marketing, because, you know, there's often... I often say, like, if you have an event coming up, for example, for your business, you can stretch that into six months at least of good marketing, but people will mention it, you know, and they'll shorten that window and then they'll be on to the next thing. And, you know, you really miss all the opportunity that you have to build into something and to tease it and then to have follow up after. So a good partnership is exactly the same thing where, you know, if you executed something, um, how do you continue that relationship? How do you keep it moving forward? Because if it true, if there truly is alignment, then your target market may very well be well served by knowing this other business in a, in a deeper way. So what are the options there to really build on that connection that you created? And just to add to that, I think that reviewing your strategy is very important. You don't ever have a one-time strategy and say, okay, this is what I want to do and that's it. It's going to keep changing. Your values may change. And it's really important, Melissa, for entrepreneurs to reevaluate that periodically, whether it's every six months, whether it's you know every year, because your target audience also may change. It may grow. And that's just really important to um, reevaluate your strategy and your values. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add? We had a great conversation today. Yeah, I have enjoyed this. I'm just glad we had a chance to chat about it. I think brand is an overwhelming topic for a lot of people. They, they It feels like this really nebulous thing that they don't understand. And I think when you just boil it down to who is your business? How are you doing business? What does your audience need to know about you? And how will that help them understand what to expect when they buy something from you or sign that contract or work with you, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, if it's a mystery to you, it's a mystery to them. And that means you're hooking in fewer people. So it's worth taking a minute to, to start to figure out and find little ways to define who you are and who your business is. I agree with you 100%. It's important that we live and breathe live and breathe your brand. I had to say that again, because it's so important. And everything from your logo to your communication with your clients should tie back to your company's mission. Infuse your brand's personality and values into everything you do. That is really, really important. You've got to get a base of loyal customers that come back for more. You have to find out why are they coming back and, and feed on that and expand that. Um, and it could be, you know, you could have branded merchandise from mugs to tote bags to stickers, even your business cards. But it's one of those popular methods that's used to strengthen your brand and um, outside of the web, that is. So 
just keep those things in mind and build those relationships. It's so important to build on those relationships. When you come in contact with someone, you don't just reply with an email or a phone call and say, hey, I enjoyed meeting you and it ends there. It shouldn't end there. Build on those relationships. Make sure you find out, you know, how can you all work together? Okay, Melissa, where can my listening audience find you? Well, uh, you can find me on my website at melissaforziatevents.com. And I know the spelling of that may feel a little foreign <laughs> to you. So hopefully you can check out the transcript for this show to uh, just be able to go straight over to the website. And while you're there, they, one of the first things that you'll see is a pop-up for a free ebook. And I encourage anybody who's thinking about small business marketing to check that out. It's called Small Business Marketing on a Budget like 25 pages worth of marketing advice about different things that you can do with you when you have no budget or even low budget to be able to market your business. So there's a range of ideas there to help get you started if you if you're looking for inspiration or new angles. Um, but that's where people can find me. Great. Thank you, Melissa. You all please check out Melissa's ebook. It's a free ebook. Not everything free is good, but this is really great. Again, it is called Small Business Marketing on a Budget. And I will um, have on the transcript too of this podcast where you can find Melissa, her the spelling of her name. So you can find her easily. Thank you all. Thank you, Melissa, again, for tuning in and, and being a guest, Melissa, on the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. You guys visit virtualingenuityllc.com for additional information on marketing and growing your business. Let's impact together.